Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and tonight I am, or this morning, because I'm really recording this early, early in the morning, (laughs) but I am going to read this morning, I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled, A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And today's poem is called Devoted. Here we go. I'm not leaving you. You can't run me off just because you're mad. I'm ignoring you. You don't mean that stuff. Those words are really bad. I'm praying for you. You need lots of prayer. Bitterness is seeping through your words. I'm fighting for you. You don't see it, though, how much you're really worth. I'm listening to you. You are important to me. Your feelings matter. Can't you see? I'm devoted to you. I'm not going anywhere. I'm devoted to you. That's why I'm still here. I'm devoted to you. Right now, you need me even more. I'm devoted to you. That's what true friends are for. I'm devoted to you. Just accept this truth. I am here for you because I love you. I'm devoted to you. So I hope that y'all have had the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. And today, what I wanted to talk about actually is in two parts. I wanted to talk about listening as well as peace. Hopefully, you can glean from it whatever you may. So, (laughs) for those of you who don't know, I love to provide the definitions of certain words because I do not like to feel as if I am not making what it is that I'm talking about clear. Um, I want to try to ensure if, I, if if at all possible, I'm going to get these words out. I try to make sure that we are on one accord um, whenever you're listening to these episodes, trying to keep us all on the same page and in the same vein. Um, and so by providing definitions, I hope that that is helping those of you who listen to my episodes to do just that. So the first word is listen. And it is spelled L like Larry, I like ink, S like Sam, T like Tom, E like Eddie, and like Nancy. Listen. And the definition to this word is give one's attention to a sound, act of listening to something, take notice of and act on what someone says. Respond to advice or a request. Make an effort to hearing something. Be alert and ready to hear something. Use to urge someone to pay attention to what is going. What is. Oh, sorry. What one is going to say. And this is according to the Oxford Languages Dictionary. The other word is peace. And that's spelled P like Paul, E like Eddie, A like um, Apple, C like Cat, E like Eddie, 
peace. And this is freedom from disturbance, tranquility, a state or period in which there is no war or a war has ended. And used as a friendly greeting. It is also known as a state of security or order. Some people use it as keeping the peace. <laughs> so that is found in the Oxford Languages Dictionary. And these are the two subjects that I wanted to talk about on today. So the first one, let me delve into, is in regards to listening. Are you a good listener? Um, and what I wanted to look at are the traits of a good listener. And the reason being is because one of the things that I try to do is hear people when they're speaking to me. I try to listen and I don't always make 100% on that. So there's a lot of different traits when it comes to listening, um, but some that really stand out is that anytime that you know that you are a good listener is one, when you are able to concentrate on the words that are being said from the other person. So when you are able to focus on what it is that that individual is saying to you, paying attention to their tone, paying attention to the undertone, paying attention and listening to the matters of their heart, that is one trait that you will know um, or that you will possess whenever it is that you are a good listener. And there's a few more, so I'm going to go down this list. Whenever you can truly listen attentively. So let me let y'all know what attentive means. First of all, let me let you know what trait means because I said there's a few traits. It's a trait. So let me start there and then I'll let you know what attentive means. So when I say trait, a trait is, well, it's spelled T like Tom, R like Robert, A like Apple, I like ink, T like Tom, trait. It is a distinguishing quality or characteristic, typically one belonging to a person. So that's a trait, a determined characteristic. So that's what a trait is. So one of the determined characteristics of a good listener is when you're able to focus on what it is that they're saying to you, paying close attention to the tone, the undertone, and the matters of their heart. This is how you know that you're a good listener. Trait. And this is found in the Oxford Languages Dictionary. Attentive. To be attentive, by definition, means that you are paying close attention to something. But the spelling is A like Apple, T like Tom, T like Tom, E like Eddie, N like Nancy, T like Tom, I like Ink, V like Victor, and E like Eddie. Attentive. So it's attending to the comfort or wishes of others. Very polite or courteous. That's what it means to be attentive. 
So whenever you are being attentive and you are truly, truly operating as a good listener, one of the traits is going to be when you are able to concentrate on what they are saying, the person is saying, and you are also another trait is where you are not going to, whenever you don't interrupt them. So you may have something that you want to say to follow up, or you may even have a question that you want to ask to follow up, or you may have a different perspective um, as they are pouring out their heart, as they are stating their truth, as they are um, letting you into their world, so to speak. You may have a different perspective of what it is that is being said by the individual or the individuals. But what makes you a good listener is for you to hold your peace, so to speak, and allow them to express themselves uninterrupted. That is another trait is when you are able to literally allow them to say what needs to be said without any interruption. And it may be a lengthy statement, but nevertheless, you're still allowing them to say what needs to be said without any prejudgment, without any judgment at all. And you're concentrating on every word that's coming out of their mouth. You are listening to the matters of their heart. You are understanding Even if you may not understand their perspective 110%, you are understanding the importance of listening to the words that are coming out of their mouth, maybe so that you can understand them better, maybe so that you can understand their views better, maybe so that you can understand the matters of their heart better, maybe so you can even understand their perspective better. And one thing that I'm learning as far as when it comes to the traits of a good listener, is that you don't always have to agree. Um, now, that may be some that may be really, really hard for some people to digest is the fact that you don't always have to agree, especially when a lot of us feel like we do, like a lot of us feel like we have to agree. Um, but there's a statement that I've heard. Why don't we agree to disagree? And it's very real. It's very real. But perspective, by definition, first I'll let you know the spelling. P like Paul, E like Eddie, R like Robert, S like Sam. P like Paul, E like Eddie, C like Cat, T like Tom, I like Ink, V like Victor, E like Eddie. Perspective. It's the art of drawing solid, oh, this is different. It says solid objects on a two-dimensional surface. Okay, that's one, that's one definition. But the one that I'm referring to is a particular attitude toward or way of regarding something, a point of view. So what I'm referring to is a point of view when I say perspective. So you may not always agree to their perspective. And this definition was found in the Oxford Languages Dictionary. But even if you're not agreeing with the perspective per se, that still should not take away from the fact that you are attempting to be, if not being, a good listener. Um, So those are a few traits of being a good listener. And the reason why I believe that this is important is because a lot of times when we are in relationship with others, 
Um, we may deem ourselves good listeners um, by our own sense of definition. But if we were to ask them, <laughs> they may have something different to say. Um, another trait is when you are being completely present. Nothing else has your attention. You're not thinking about where you, what you're going to eat tonight. You're not thinking about what your plans are tomorrow. You're not thinking about what you're going to watch on television a few hours from now. You're not thinking about your uh, itinerary for the following week. You're literally present in the moment. That is a trait of a good listener is whenever you can truly be present in the moment. And a lot of times it's that is easier said than done. And learning how to literally use your ears, not your mouth. <laughs> I heard some I've heard it said before when they say we have two ears and one mouth and that that's for a reason. I don't know who said that, but I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. But whenever we're able to utilize our ears and listen to the words that are coming out of a person's mouth and then taking time out to really weigh their words. So a lot of times, because maybe we programmed ourselves to be reactive instead of responsive, you know, I think that there's a major difference in that. So to react by definition you spell it R like Robert, E like Eddie, A like Apple, C like Cat, T like Tom, is to behave in a particular way in response to something. Respond or behave in a particular way. React, and then re that's react, that's by the um, Oxford Languages Dictionary. But to respond, by definition... R like it's spelled R like Robert, E like Eddie, S like Sam, P like Paul, O like Oscar, N like Nancy, D like David. Say something in reply. So that's what it means to respond. So a lot of people may say that react and respond are pretty much the same thing. These are both found in the Oxford Languages Dictionary. But um to react is when you are responding or behaving in a particular way in response to something. And then to respond. So, and that's just something to keep in mind is that it's to say something in reply. So, to react is in a sense to respond. And to respond is to reply. So, I mean, pretty much it's in the same, I guess, way. But when I think about reacting versus responding, I, in my mind, when I think about reacting is whenever, let's just say, um, <laughs> this may be a terrible example, but I'm going to use it anyway, just to give y'all a visual. But it's like, let's say um, someone tries to scare you, like they're, play they're playing a prank on you. And let's say that you come inside of a room and they say boo. And as soon as they say boo, you slap them. To me, that's a, re <laughs> that's a reaction. <laughs> but a response to me is like, they say boo and you're like, 
oh my God, you scared me. You know, I feel like that's a response because you're replying, but a reaction, I feel like that's an actual action. And so in my mind, that's the way that I decipher, you know, the two, but it, according to when I just read the definitions, they're pretty much of the same, you know, the same pool, I guess. Um, but yeah, so being able to listen to someone and not have like, not listen for the sake of a response or not listening for the sake of a reaction, but to just be in the moment with that individual, not passing judgment, not, you know, getting worked up because maybe you have a different perspective than they do, not feeling as if your response outweighs their concerns or outweighs their perspective or outweighs their feelings to be able to literally be present and and hear not just listen but to hear the words that are coming out of their mouth this in my opinion and based off of the things that I have researched this these are qualities of or traits of a good listener now, if you are someone who struggles in this area, because I know that I have been guilty of doing just that. I've been very guilty of being a good listener. And by my being guilty of not being a good listener, because I think I said it wrong initially, my being guilty of not being a good listener, um, what ends up happening is that if I, this is what I've learned, um, if I am so quick to react instead of taking a moment to respond, then what can happen is that I can jump to a conclusion based off of part of what I've heard because I was not fully listening. And if I jump to a conclusion based off of what I halfway heard instead of wholeheartedly heard, then there may be a reaction that was unnecessary all because I didn't take the time out to be a good listener. And so one of the things that I have wanted to take inventory of is how I am showing up. And one of the reasons why that is so vital to me, may not be vital to everybody, but is vital to me, is because if we're not careful, it is easier to place blame on other people than to take full responsibility for our own actions and our own words and the things that come out of our mouths and how we react and how we respond to certain situations. And so what I've been trying to do, and this is one of these, this is one of these things where, um, it's over a period of time that you develop this muscle, so to speak. This is not something that comes naturally, not for me. It might come naturally for others, but it sure doesn't come naturally for me. Um, this is something that I've had to work on intentionally. And that is learning how to listen and not listening to pass judgment, not listening to say my view is greater than your view, but listening to the matters of people's hearts. And the reason why I think that this is really, really critical is because we may miss very important. How can I say this? We may miss very important clues 
about a person just because we did not practice good listening skills. And so for those of you that don't know what clues are, and I'm not trying to be funny, but um, again, I don't want to take this for granted. So a clue spelled C like cat, L like Larry, U like umbrella, E like Eddie. Clue. It is a piece of evidence or information used in the detection of a crime or solving a mystery. And it could be used in other ways, but it it says something that guides through an intricate procedure. Clue. It leads you toward a solution to a problem. Clue. So this is found in the Oxford Languages Dictionary as well as the Merriam-Webster.com on Merriam-Webster.com. So if we're not truly operating in our good listening abilities, then we may miss important clues. So one of the reasons why it's to me, this is just my opinion. I believe that being a good listener actually operates in twofold, because if you are a good listener, you are learning about the individual who is pouring their heart out, so to speak, to you, sharing something with you. You're learning about that individual, but then also you are learning about yourself. So. One of the things that as I'm journeying through my singleness um, and journeying through life also, I've been trying to pay really, really close attention to conversations that I have with others and that they have with me. And now this is via text, but I think it, it still reigns true. So I'm going to, you know, give this as an example. So, um there was a situation where I had written a text message and I thought that I was just, you know, pretty much explaining um, my view and my concerns. Well, the person on the other end misunderstood the message and pretty much she ended up, she told me later that she got offended. So my response was, I need you to read the message again. When she read the message again, she apologized and said, my bad. I think it's an automatic for me. And I responded out of the automatic. So really pretty much what she was saying was. It's to be on the defense is an automatic for her. So even if. I'm trying to offer my truth and it's an innocent truth. Instead of taking the time out to read what I'm saying, the defense already went up and she was already offended. That's a trait of not being a good listener, (laughs) because if you're a good listener, you're going to take the time out. You're going to take feelings out of it. You're going to take emotions out of it. You're going to literally just be in the moment allow that person to express themselves and there's no judgment. There's no 
trying to jump to a conclusion. You're literally just listening to that individual. You're hearing their heart. You may not agree with what they're saying as they're expressing their heart, but it's not for you to judge. You're simply just in the moment with them and you are listening to them. Those are the makings of a good listener. <coughs> Excuse me. And so when that transpired, I was just like, okay, okay. And I get it. I get that sometimes we have, we've been so programmed to be disappointed, to get our feelings hurt, to be on the defense, that the defense comes up instead of us literally just being in the moment and not assuming that what may have occurred in the past is going to occur now. Like a lot of times, some of our responses and some of our reactions have everything to do with past experiences. I was listening to, because I love audiobook, and I'm not even getting paid for this endorsement because I feel like that's what it's about to be. Not getting paid for this, but I'm still going to share this with you because I feel like somebody needs to hear this and not just me. I literally have been taking time out to do so much self inventory, so much self, just trying to figure me out that I literally took it upon myself. Um, and I hope that this doesn't cut off my, <laughs> hope this does not cut off my, um, recording. But one of the things that I took time out to do is download a few books that I wanted to read. And one of the books that I ended up downloading was it is entitled what happened to you and it's by oprah winfrey and bruce d perry so if you order it via audiobook it's going to be six hours and 53 minutes or no it's actually gonna be longer than that it's telling me that's how much i have left um but anyway it's a it's a pretty lengthy but it's worth it so on in this particular book and i'm gonna paraphrase there was a there was a part in there. I don't want to give the book away, but there was a part in there that I listened to where I heard Mr. Bruce D. Perry talk about how your brain does not know how to decipher a past experience from a present. And I'm paraphrasing. OK, you literally got to get the book to see what he's talking about. But that was interesting to me. And as I talk about the listening aspect and being a good listener, one of the things that that we almost, in my opinion, have to train ourselves to do is not feel as if whatever someone is saying, even if we've had a similar experience and heard similar words, we've got to position ourselves not to take statements personally. And I know that that is easier said than done, especially when you have certain dynamics of certain relationships in certain relationships. Like when there are certain things that my brother will say to me and I chuckle at it and I don't get offended. But if somebody, a stranger were to say the same thing, I might be ready to box. That's an example. 
we've got to learn how not to take words so seriously when someone is expressing the matters of their heart and that's how they're feeling. And this is just if we want to be good listeners, because if we learn how to pay attention to the tone, the undertone and the words that are coming out of their mouth, they may just be in a moment where they may be hyper hypersensitive. And it if we're not careful, we will internalize that like we're the reason why they're hypersensitive and we have nothing to do with what it is that they're talking about. But now all of a sudden we've made it about us. That's like the best way for me to put it. And so for those of you who don't know what hypersensitive is, um, let me go ahead and give you that definition after I spell it out for you. You know, that's what I do. <laughs> so H like, I'm spelling it first. H like Harry, Y like yellow, P like Paul, E like Eddie, R like Robert, S like Sam, E like Eddie, N like Nancy, S like Sam, I like ink, T like Tom, I like ink, V like Victor, E like Eddie, hypersensitive. And it is abnormally or excessively sensitive, either psychologically or in a physical response. So that is what hypersensitive is and that's according to the oxford languages dictionary so the individual may be hyperly sensitive and as they are expressing their concerns their hurts their pain their joy their perspective whatever it is we may if we're not careful and if we're not operating within the realm of being a good listener internalize the words that are coming out of their mouths and next thing you know our defenses are up and what they're saying may be from a past experience and they're just talking to us to get that to get what that experience how that experience impacted them it may not have anything to do with you they're just simply trying to let you into their world for a moment and so if we're not careful, we can end up internalizing maybe how they're projecting their statements, maybe how they're they're conveying their thoughts and their feelings. And next thing you know, now we're on the defense and then we can't hear anything, which counsels out being a good listener, because now if you're on the defense, you're not listening to anything. You're waiting for a moment to respond, to defend yourself. You're not listening. And so by not listening where's the breakthrough? There's no breakthrough because now your defense is up. And then if you respond by interrupting or if you respond by waiting for them to finish so you can hurry up and say something, now they're in a position that they've become defensive. And so this, I believe, is how some disagreements take place. It's because one or both of the individuals involved are not being good listeners. They're not practicing those skill sets in order for them to be able to hear the other person. So I wanted to talk about that because I feel like a lot of times um, we miss the mark and we're not doing it intentionally. I just feel like it happens that way because a lot of us may just be hypersensitive and not even realize that we are. 
And I just want to share this. I am not a psychiatrist. I am not a psychologist. I am not a therapist. I am not a counselor. I am simply a single mother of six beautiful children. Well, they're grown now, but you know, I still say children because they'll always be my babies. And then I have one grandson. However, I have made it a point to be as transparent as I can on my journey so that I could hopefully not just help myself, but to help somebody else. If I just help one person, mission accomplished, okay? (laughs) Even if that one person is me, I'm just saying. So that is the purpose of me sharing. These are the things that I've researched, researched during my quiet time. These are the things that I've pondered on during my quiet time in order for me to become the best best humanly possible version of myself. And hopefully I'm not the only person that is on this journey of self-discovery, whether you are married, whether you are single, whether you single or whether you are engaged, that is something or dating, you know, wherever you fall upon the pool of life. But one of the things that um, I believe that we should all be striving for and thriving for is to become the very best versions of ourselves. And so as I've been on this journey, that's something that I've tried to do. I've just tried to do a lot of self-reflecting to see where I fall short um, in my work relationships, in my and I've even, you know, had conversations with colleagues. What what could I do better? You know, um, but yeah, and I do that on purpose because when you're looking in the mirror, you can point out your flaws because you're looking at your own reflection. But after looking over and over and over again, you may start to make excuses of those, you know, those flaws. And over a period of time, you may just be like, okay, you know, you just accept everything that you can't change about yourself. (laughs) But then someone else comes along and then they point out to you, you know, "Mm, yeah, you might want to work on that. You know, you might want to consider this. You might want to try this, you know, so what I'm learning is like, I used to really get offended by constructive criticism. I used to hate hearing those words. I'm just trying to provide you constructive criticism. Are you though? Or is it just criticism? But now I'm at a point in my life that I'm literally being critical for me, to me. And so um, one of the things that I'm learning is that I don't have it all figured out. And so as I'm going through this journey of trying to figure things out, that is one of the reasons why I have this podcast. And on this podcast, we try to be as raw, R-A-W, real and wise as possible. So that's what you're getting when you listen to these episodes. I'm literally just trying to share what I've discovered, what I've researched, what I've found out about Teresa. And then hopefully you can glean from this and you can learn something about yourself as well. Or if you know someone that this would be helpful to share. But as far as glean, because I know I've said that a couple of times, let me go ahead and give you the definition of that. So the definition of gleaning, um, by the spelling is G like Guy, L like Larry, E like Eddie, A like Apple, N like Nancy, glean. And the definition is extract information from various sources, collect gradually and bit by bit. That is glean. And this is found in the Oxford Languages Dictionary. So yes, so you could just, you know, hopefully when I'm sharing, you can glean from this information and... And apply where it applies and disregard 
what needs to be disregarded. So, yeah, when it comes to listening and being a good listener, I just want to be mindful. So that way, if I'm not being a good listener, I can start paying attention to what the traits are of a good listener and show up differently in my conversations. And hopefully over a period of time, I'll be all the better for it. So, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to share that um, the traits of a good listener. And it may vary depending on who you talk to. It may vary depending on what you research. But at the end of the day, those are some of the traits of a good listener. So when you're able to focus on what the person is saying, when you're able not to interrupt them as they speak, when you're able not to um, judge what it is that's being said, when you are totally and completely present and you're not being distracted by thinking about everything else but what is being said and when you're not and I didn't talk about this but I'm gonna talk about it now when you're not trying to interject so you can compare their story to yours when you're not trying to be right all the time where you're literally just offering your ears to hear not for this to be a competition playing field Literally for it to be where they are able to fully express themselves. You may not say anything after they're done. That might be the preferable response, the preferred response. But or you might just nod your head or you could literally go back and regurgitate or tell them this is what I heard you say. By even doing that, they can feel heard they can feel like their their emotions are valid, their feelings are valid, and that can give them a sense of confidence that whenever they do feel the need to share with you, that they can do that without judgment. So that's just something to keep in mind is that a lot of times people, whenever they are confiding in you, they're not confiding in you for you to compete against them for your story to be greater than theirs. They're not confiding in you for you to judge them. They're not confiding in you for you to literally figure out a way to tear their their statements or to tear whatever it is that they're saying to you apart. They're coming to you because there's a level of trust there and they want to feel like they can come to you with their truth unapologetically and be who they are unapologetically. And if you're operating in the vein of being a good listener, you will understand these things and not be so quick to have a reaction or response, but to just be present, just to be right there in the moment to listen. Because sometimes that's all people need is for someone to listen to them, listen to their heart and let them know that how they feel is valid. You don't always have to agree with their perspective, but if they feel how they feel, that's a valid feeling. Whether you agree or disagree, that's why it's okay to agree to disagree. Okay, so in closing, (laughs) I'm not going to be on this long, but remember I said I want to talk about listening and peace. You should always do what gives you peace. At least that's what I hear. And that's something I've been trying to practice. And it's not always easy to do. But peace. When you get that type of peace that surpasses all understanding. 
what I'm starting to understand is that when you have the type of peace that surpasses all understanding, even you don't understand where that peace comes from. So whenever it is that you are operating in listening and trying to be a good listener, and let's just say you don't have the same perspective as the person who has divulged all of this information to you. Let's say that you really just don't agree. Figure out a way to still find your peace. So I don't know how these preachers and pastors do it. Um, I know in the Catholic Church, I'm not a, a Catholic, but I know that they have like these um, confessional confessional things. I might be saying it wrong. Please forgive me. I'm not a Catholic, y'all. So I'm just, you know, I'm sorry if I get if I'm getting wrong. Please do not take this personally. I'm just going off of what I believe that I have heard when it comes to that particular religion. So they have this thing that they can go. It's, I think it's like it's a confessional. I'm calling it that. It might be called something else. But um, where they go and they confess their sins. And the father, you know, they'll say, forgive me, father, for I have sinned. And then, you know, he'll say, you know, pretty much whatever he says. And then they'll go and they'll give a list of what their sins are. I personally, it would be hard for me, just for me. For someone to confess their sins to me and for me to leave, let's say that the sin was something major, like I'm talking about, I'm not even going to say it, I'm not putting it in the atmosphere. Your major may be different than my major, but just work with me on this one. And let's just say that they confess something major in that confessional. For me, that would be, I could not be in that role. One of the reasons being is because once certain things have been divulged to me, I may not have peace after that. I may not have peace in knowing your truth, so to speak. So <laughs> that may mess with my head, you know, Ooh, go and sit no more. You know, I think that's what they say and how they ended or whatever before they leave the confessional. And so my, but my thing would be like, okay, you've, you've told me all of this and I got to internalize that and keep that inside. And I can't share with nobody but God. That is going to mess with my peace. That's just me. So I could not be in that role because that would mess with my peace. It's certain secrets that I'm not trying to keep for nobody, if that makes sense. It's, there's just certain secrets that I'm not trying to keep for anybody. The best thing to do is just don't even share with me. Because I don't have the capacity, <laughs> me personally, to be able to operate in that peace that surpasses all understanding with certain secrets, if that makes sense. So I would not be the person to share some of these dark secrets with. Yeah, I don't have the capacity for that. There, there are people that do. I'm just not that person. And I'm fine. I'm discovering that about me. I'm discovering that the way that I am set up and how sensitive that I am is certain certain bits of information that I can't hold on to um, because it, it'll it'll mess with my heart. It'll mess with my mind. It'll just mess with my conscience and everything that is me. So, yeah. Yeah, that's just, you know, that's just how I made up. Don't know why I made up this way, but I'm just made up this way. <laughs> I'm just made up this way so that, you know, but to each his own for me, I have to do what gives me peace. So certain conversations that I may do a disclaimer, be like, if this is something that 
you know that I can't handle, it's just best you don't share. I might have to make the PSA announcement. I might have to, before the person even starts to divulge anything to me, oh, Teresa, I got a secret. I don't want you. My disclaimer is going to be, if this is something that you know that I can't handle, just don't tell me. I'm sorry. I really want to be a support to you, but I got to be able to sleep at night. So if you know that it's going to be something that that's going to make me not sleep at night, that's not going to give me peace. I'm better off with you not sharing it with me because I'm just too sensitive. I'm just too sensitive. You just. Yeah, mm -mm. I know that I'm trustworthy, but I'm too sensitive for certain things. And so I don't need those things playing with my mind, even after you found a uh even after you found God, so to speak, even after you, you know, I don't need those. I don't need that in my head. I don't need that in my heart. Yeah, you might have to move around because I need to do what gives me peace. I need the peace that surpasses all understanding. So when it comes to being a good listener, you got to still create your boundaries. OK, <laughs> that's really what I, I said. All of that to say that when it comes to being a good listener, still make sure you have your boundaries in place because you still must do what gives you peace. All right. This is going to conclude my episode on today. I hope that y'all have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. But please, please, please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye. And thank you so much for listening.